This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Is it time to ring the changes? Let's see. It's the warm-up episode 95. It's Brady and Tom. We're previewing the Preston North End game. Yes, the fourth one this season in the FA Cup. And we're joined by Brownie Rowan. Uh, Tom, how are you? It's 2023 now. It's the first warm-up podcast of the year. Any words of wisdom for the listeners as we begin a new year? Um, Enjoy yourself. Um, Enjoy football. Just take it easy. Just like... Just just live life to its fullest. Um, I'm being very positive today. Like you said, the fourth game against Preston, that's absolutely insane. And do you know what, Brady? We actually beat them for the first time in 53 years. Is it 53 years? Madness. And do you know what, Tom? We predicted that, that would happen. And I'm going to brag about it because we never get our predictions right. But, you know... No, we don't. You're not laughing now, are you? Um, Brownie, welcome back. It's been a while. Good break. Town won, actually won some games, so surely a little bit more positive? I mean, yeah, I, I can't lie. I've not made it to all of them because, um, you know, God bless the rail strikers, but they are ruining my life a little bit. Um, but, yeah, what I've seen of them, there's actually been some improvement, which I think everyone will be surprised to hear me say it, and I don't usually. Uh, no, we're not surprised. It's just I think it's caught everyone by surprise. But that's what a, a win at Preston will do for you. Let's hope it can continue um, because good news to keep the positivity going. It's a match day where we don't have to worry about league positions for at least a week. Yeah. Oh, who's above <laughs> us? Who's below us? Um, so... <laughs> So we're heading back to deep tail. I say we, we're not going, but, um, you know, unless we get called up by Fotheringham, which we'll talk about because we expect some changes. Um, but town are heading back to deep tail just 12 days after the surprising 2-1 league win, um, which, as you said, Tom, first win in 53 years. Um, I'll come to you first, though, Tom, you know, your first little bit of insight. 
Um, how are you feeling about this one? Because obviously, you know, we're in a perilous position in the league. But do you think Town should go for this? Do you think they should play a weakened team? How are you looking at this one? I think they should play a semi-weakened team. I think it could have come at the right time. Um, apologies, but I haven't I haven't done my research to see if Hoggy, what the Hoggy injury is like. And it might be quite good for us this game coming up that in reality, I mean, we're not going to get to the FA Cup final or anything, are we really? Come on, let's be realistic. It it might be a good bit of a break for Hogg just to recover because he just seemed so key the other day against Luton. Um, but, I mean, it's always good to progress in the FA Cup as well. Um, and I think it's a great chance for those lads who maybe haven't had a look in some of the, the I mean, the younger lads have had a chance this season, but maybe some of those younger lads who, who are a bit more on the precipice to impress and show that they could offer some at, at, um, for the last half of the season as well. Mm. No, good point. Um, Brian, are you kind of in agreement? Do you think they should bring in I, some... I think kind of the opposite, to be honest. I think, we, you oh. know, we've just had a massive break. We've come in and we've got that sort of, I mean, I call it a run of form. We have two games where, you know, we won, which is the first time we've done it all season. Um, you know, Luton, yeah, we didn't win, but there was still improvement in them. You could see what they were doing well. You could see some things that weren't doing well. I think treat it like you would, a, you know, a league game, play together, see what we can do, maybe throw a few people in there who have, you know, newly come in or been recalled. But I think don't mess with it too much because they're just... They seem to just be figuring out what's working. So either, you know, maybe try a few little new things, but we, we're still in a position where we need to practice what works. So I think slightly weakened, sure, it's going to be weakened anyway. From what I've seen, I you know, I think Hogg won't be back for it and I don't think we should waste him because, you know, I agree with Tom. I think he's been vital. Those those two wins and then you lose him again at Luton and you can, can really see it. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's a practice run see what we're good at, improve what we've been working on. No good point. I'm uh, I'm kind of maybe leaning slightly towards um, to you there, Brian. I think, like, you know, don't tweak it too much because it's one of these, isn't it, where if you completely change the 11 and they get battered, if they win, if Town play their full strength team and win the next game, no one's going to matter. But if it spawns a bad run, then it, it looks like a bad decision. So I, I think it's, don't play the kids like Corbrand did against Plymouth uh, in the cup. Um, just I feel like maybe give those players who were who you could argue pushing for a start and like you said, don't tweak too much because it'd be silly to play like I don't know Rhodes and he gets an injury, but also like you know you don't want to put out some uh, some eighteen year olds and like and have them defend for themselves. So yeah, it's no, it's a good point. I mean. The other thing is, we normally pick a key player, but I think this is for the other team. I think this is a difficult one, Tom, because I'd expect maybe Preston might make a few changes. So um, I'll give you the nice, easy task of, of guessing who your key player would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you spot on, Brady. So then I'll go for someone like um, uh, Mikey O'Neill, attacking midfielder, 18 year old. At Preston, I'm sure he'll uh, <laughs> come on. He's uh, he's only played six games this season. Um, maybe he'll get a shout. Um, but it, it, it's, it probably will honestly be like that. Well, I don't. I think 
I don't think Preston will full on play a weakened side, but they'll they'll obviously they'll obviously give the lads a chance. I mean, it's two teams from the same division. I I can't see us both putting full strength squads out, um, like proper full strength squads. I I understand the kind of keep it going, but I I I think we also there's players in our squad as well that you've got to give give a few a bit of game time to, um. Brady, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we literally did this podcast. What was it about two weeks ago? Two so, ago, yeah. um, and I can't. Who did I pick that day? Freddie Woodman. No, I think you picked Brady. Oh yeah, I did didn't I? Um, well, shall I go Freddie Woodman this uh, this time? Yeah, why not? I mean, he had a great game against us, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's 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 my logic. Goalkeeper. <laughs> Played amazing against town. I mean, he he's he was really at fault potentially for for the two goals against us. So I'm sure he'll be wanting to to improve on that because um, it was almost like they went on the settings on like a video game, won it, and made the keeper rubbish because I don't know what he was doing for two of those goals. I think the second one was the worst where he, he tried to kind of come out, couldn't get it. I'm really bigging up my key player here, aren't I? So, yeah, Freddie Woodman, there we go. No, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it too much, mate. You know, hopefully he does the same again because we need all the luck we can get at the moment. Um, I'll, I'll jump in then, uh, Brian, because uh, basically I did think of a player and it was only, to be honest, I was trying to think back to the Carabao Cup game, another game where we played Preston. Um, and lost heavily, thank you, 4-1 at home. Don't need to labour on that too long. But I think Ben Woodburn got a got a start, and I think he was quite lively, might have got an assist. Um, and I, he's kind of been on the bench recently, um, so I kind of can see them rotating him coming in and doing a good job. And he's one of them that, like, he was at Liverpool for years, like, highly thought of, so it's not, it's not quite worked out. And, like, he's, this is kind of an opportunity to impress Johnny Preston. So um, I could see him... He's one of them players where I think like you could pull something out from nowhere, um, and I think we'd we'd have to be wary whoever's going to be in defence for us. Um, Bryony, what what about yourself? Who did you select? Yeah, I mean, there's the obvious ones that will they play or not? Probably not. I would think. Um, one I'd say will trouble us probably Ben Whiteman midfield. You know, without Hog, we are a little bit weak in there. We have Kasumu, who I love, but he. Loves to clatter through people, um. So I think you know that we we're kind of a bit weak there sometimes. We're a little bit risky, risky play there. Um. So yeah, I think you know a decent midfielder like that that's good on the ball has just got the potential to rip us a new one. Yeah, I feel uh, we've seen a lot of midfielders rip us a new one this season. But um, yeah, no, he's a really good shout. He's, I think we were linked with him back in the Cowley days as well. To be fair, we were, so. yeah. Yeah, uh, well, how many times have we said that on this podcast with <laughs> the opposition players? Um, yeah, anyway, well, I we couldn't get a view from the other side this week. Um, it seems, you know, there's also some rotation in, in terms of fans wanting to chat to us, but we will, tr- we will try and get people back for this podcast. Um, so we'll take, a, in fact, we'll, we won't take a break because that was a little quick. We'll do the mailbag because it's time to get into your questions. You've got mail. One of the first questions we got was from Jay Bentley. He asked, it's a little bit off topic because 
this might give you an impression of how people feel about this one. Um, Jay Bentley asks, big question. Think Hoggy will have a testimonial? If so, which three former town players from the Hog era would you like to see back in the shirt? That's a nice one to start off. Um, I will, I'm will. i going to jump in because I remember Schindler said he's been invited. He will be at Hoggy's testimonial. So that's locked in. Um, oh, who else would I want? Because Hog's been here for ages, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, I'd want someone really crap just because it'd be funny. So um, why not? Why not? Adama Diakabi. I think people have enjoyed that. <laughs> as soon as you said somebody crap, my brain said it, but I wasn't yeah. going to be the one putting it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't You didn't uh, go to the low bar, but I went there. That's mm-hmm. where I'm comfortable. Do you think he'd um, even come back? <laughs> Think he'd dare show his face, to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say Fraser Campbell purely because it will annoy Richard Cosmo. So uh, <laughs> they're my phrase. Mm. So clearly nice fun options. But what about what about you, Bryony? Any actual nice picks you'd like? Um, I'm gonna go for just like my personal favourites from the time, because um regardless of you know football inability or whatever, they're just players that I like. Um, Elias Kachunga, I would love to see anywhere near the club again for anything, even if it was only a testimonial. Um, you know, footballing wasn't always the best, but he grafted his ass off, and the amount of charity and community work that he did, mm. I just think he's the kind of player you want to have around your club still. Um, obviously, again, Schindler, you, you know, if you're talking about the hog era, you kind of can't leave him out. He's yeah. one of the icons of the past nine, ten years, is it? Um, and then I'd probably have Naki Wells back as well because he's another mm-hmm. that I love. I think he was a fantastic footballer. The way that he left, I think, was a bit sour from the club. Maybe not not handled the best by either him or them. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be nice to have him back. They achieved some good things together. Yeah, they're three really good choices, actually. Um, yeah, I miss Naki. We talk about it a lot, but I, I would have. Yeah, I, I miss Naki Wells. Yeah. Tom, what about you? Are you going are you gonna go actually genuinely nice like Brian or are you gonna go silly like me? Um Super Col. Super Col, yeah. Super Col's gotta come back because that's just funny, isn't it? <laughs> um I think he'd do it as well. You know, like I could see Kachunga yeah. doing it because oh, he'd probably do it for charity. Yeah. Yeah. So like I could see. Yeah, it, it's mad actually, Brady. Thinking about how long Hog's been here now. So I, I've got players like James Vaughan, Adam Clayton, mm-hmm. that they were like the kind of first hog spell. I mean, I know it's one spell, but you mind know, the the first chunk of his career. Yeah, um, I think Clayton. I'd love to see Adam Clayton playing a town shirt again. I I loved Adam Clayton. Um, and they were quite they worked really well together, didn't they? Basically getting stuck in. Um, ooh, so one more. I mean, Varney. You can't beat Varney. Um, but then, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's too difficult. You've freeze not enough. I want to go through the whole, uh, however many it'll be, thirty odd players or something. I'll go James Vaughan for now. But I mean, it's going to be great, isn't it? When you when you really think about it, it could be a proper good match. That like there could Mm. be some um, real legends coming back. You know, they get to like suggest the team. That they play yeah. against as well, don't they? Um, what 
What if Hoggy picks like a really random team that's not related? You know, like when we played Leon in pre-season, just someone like that. Yeah. Just someone you're not expecting. I bet he'd pick Watford, actually. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be good. I, or I think they should do it where it's like um, literally two teams against each other, like picked two teams against each other. Like yeah. Hog 11 versus whatever. Mm. Huddersfield's worst 11. <laughs> <laughs> And they bring Harry Archer on, Harry Archer on, so he yeah. could kick him one last time. <laughs> yeah, but probably um, Watford, Brady. That's a good shout. It pro- probably yeah. could be Watford because I mean he's not really. Who else is it? Villa, and then yeah. uh, Portsmouth. Had a loan spell on Darlington. If you Darlington, yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, we'll see. I'm, I'm amazed none of us picked Aaron Moy there, but um, obviously would love Moy at the testimonial. Probably the only time we'll see him in the town shirt again. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, lovely. I like that. Okay, cool. So we'll move on. Um, I might do that as a tweet, actually, Jay. That's a good question. Let's see what people people pick. Um, okay, so our next question, Johnny Foster, he asks uh, two, actually. So the first one, really important question, actually. How do you have your tea or coffee? Um, and then his other question is something about football. It's uh, what are the three things that you do to the stadium to improve it and the match day experience? Oh, that's a tough one. So we'll we'll go we'll go around in tea and coffee first. Coffee for me, I don't really have tea, which is controversial. I know we're in the the region of York of Yorkshire. I, I do like if I do have to have a tea, Yorkshire tea. Let's just clarify. Uh, coffee, just very strong. Bit of milk, standard. Tom, how do you have it? Um, never really been into coffee. Okay. If I'm having a tea, I literally just have it black. Tea yeah, yeah. in in and out yeah I'm not really a, a tea or coffee drinker I don't mind a herbal tea now and again as well <laughs> okay. what's your herbal tea of choice sorry I did it like that like the uh, TikTok uh, that's a, a Yorkshire <laughs> version of the I, I, I don't know Brady to be honest a green like a, a greeny I don't know you know I, I don't really like yeah there's like the spearmint or whatever kind of maybe. I'm not, I'm not really a hot drink drinker, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. I think if anything's going to get us cancelled from this podcast, it's the fact that we're, we're not keen on tea. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Brownie, what about yourself? Tea, coffee? Yeah. How do you have it? I'm about to make it worse. I think tea is the devil's drink. It's absolutely <laughs> rank. <laughs> Anyone that likes tea, I question. Oh. Um, coffee... Strong but milky, which like sounds contradictory, but you know, a strong brew but a decent amount of milk in it, and oat milk. Otherwise, I will be attached to a toilet because I can't digest <laughs> that. So okay, because I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. We are so getting get, like that is very rare that you get three people who not fussed about tea like I, I like a cup of tea now and again but i'm not one of these people who has like five cups of tea a day you know what i mean i probably have like two cups of tea a week that's terrible isn't it what are we doing can we what cut this we part no, <laughs> keep it. I, I i've got to rattle it. everyone somehow yeah. yeah yeah come on this is how you you do well on um on football podcasts you've got to say incredibly controversial things so yeah true um, yeah. <laughs> um anyway, what what would you guys do to to improve the match day experience? Free things. You don't necessarily have to think of free things because we, we might be here a while, but anything kind of jumping to mind, I'll I'll open the floor. Safe standing. 
give us the safe standing for God's sake. We've already got South Stand and the South End of, you know, the two, in you know, Hooligan Corner as it's been for as long as I can remember, which is full of old men now. And then, you know, the traditional singing section, Kilner Bank, where I am, we're all standing anyway. Just make it safe, please. Because it just is silly if not. Like, the playoff game last season, my brother had to literally grab me and yank me back because I nearly got launched. Like, it's one of those things. So many clubs have done it now. Mm. You know, it's allowed. It's better. It's a better experience. You can get more fans in with it. Just do it, please. I know it's expensive, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, no, good good shout. Tom, anything jumping to mind? Uh, I think that's kind of top of the list, that kind of thing. I mean, I was the question, what would you do to the stadium? I've got, I love these kind of nerdy things, thinking about like, oh, what would, what I would I do you do to, do to that the stadium, stadium to improve so, it and the match day experience? Do you know what, right? And you, you put the away fans either in the top tier of the fantastic media or whatever it's called, or half of the sides, one of the side stands for me, and you have the whole South stand as a home end. I I, I just, it's the loudest stand. It's the only stand that's kind of got any sort of acoustic echoes going on. In, do you know what I mean? In that sense, if you had that whole, the amount of times we used to, I mean, it's better now it's almost half and half, but remember when it was the full of, away fans now and again you'd just be outsung basically the, the whole game so that'd be like top of my list if I came in as a billionaire all of a sudden Brady I'd be like that's because the, the whole argument for that as well has been oh we can't do that because of health and safety and the, the way people walk after a game but every time I've come out of that ground there's always conflict or clashes with the away fans mm. there's, I don't think there's I don't think you could put the away fans in any part of that ground and they not have to walk past some home fans. I don't I've never really understood it as a as a thing anyway. Um it needs a clean, I tell you that. The the, yeah. the arches are basically brown now, aren't they? Um you got a power washer on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then now you've got that big empty uh where the golf range, driving range used to be. In an ideal world, you could make that a pretty amazing fan park kind of thing. Um, not just for football, but just for other things as well. Look, this is this is a pipe dream, isn't it? I mean, it's a it's a question that I love kind of thinking about. Um, and it'd be like if you had a stadium tycoon, do you know, like those video games. Oh yeah. yeah. Well you put a roller coaster around. Yeah, Nelson. man. Monorail going around. <laughs> Who's gonna be a zip line or whatever? <laughs> Not a zip line. Cable car in. from <laughs> from the stadium. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, hide, kids um... always think it's it's a roller coaster anyway. I was convinced when I was a kid that it was a roller coaster, so we might as well just like <laughs> make it be one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I like it. I mean, the one that's springing to mind, safe standing, I'd agree with. Also, the fantastic media lower, like, I know there's something to do with the safety certificate, but get fans back in there because it looks so crap like, on TV. It looks like there's no one there. Um, I think you either get fans back in, Brady, or you get rid of it completely. Yeah, I agree. Right. And that's where I think if you got rid of it completely, that's when you put the away fans in that upper tier. There's no right. conflict of them anyone below 
Yeah, true. They're, they're far away enough from everyone else. Um, and then you've just. It got is to... just the issue that that walkway when you go past the 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 main stand. I've got no idea what its real name is at the minute. Mm. Is narrow. That's why they can't do it because you'll yeah. have them all of your away fans having to go up there unless you put away coaches on that side. Yeah. And then you're still going to get some because Kilna Bank goes in at that side. But yeah, I think you probably could do it. It might be a logistical nightmare to begin with, but I reckon they could make it work if they really wanted to. Like if the away coaches, oh, look, this this logistics, but if the away <laughs> coaches, Brownie, went in the car park, do you know the, the, the town car park just across the river? Where mm. you, like, why that... That'd take quite a few out if the coaches went in there as well. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's um, I'm sure they've all thought about it, but that's what I'd do ideally if I could do anything to that stadium. Nice. I I'd probably actually another thing I I wouldn't mind doing is like someone taking over the the rope walk. I mean, what about our sponsors? Magic Rock get a little get a little mm-hmm. tap room down there. I think that'd yeah, be that'd good. be great. And to be honest, a bit bit more drink because like again, I'm I'm biased, but I'm not your typical like John Smith drinker. So I'll have it. But like I really like the Magic Rock little bar at the back end of Kill in the Bank. But that I swear that's it. That's all it is on my stand. So like mm. maybe a bit more options like food and drink wise and mm. stuff. Um but that's not really improving the match day experience, is it? <laughs> to be fair, that's just making no. um, well these things could become reality soon, couldn't they, with um KDSL losing their yeah. Um, whatever it is, shares in the stadium. Do you know what? As well, thinking about that back wall, if you got rid of that, those seats at the bottom, the fantastic media, you could make that into some sort of like interactive game. Um, like whenever someone misses a shot and it goes, you could have hoops and it could like <laughs> go, like a, a town fan every <laughs> every game enters um, enters into this drawer and they. If they, you could have like different prizes as the ball goes into the hoop, like oh, you yeah, get to come the on golden for five gamble. minutes, um, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, book any player you want. That those kind of prizes. Imagine nice. that. That'd be awesome. That would be brilliant. <laughs> I tell you what, I would actually love, and I've seen it as an idea. I think it was in American football, um, but for halftime entertainment, I love dizzy penalties. Don't get me wrong, but um, I saw one where it's like. It's basically called I could have scored that, and it's like getting people who've tweeted like, "Oh, I could have scored this amount," and you basically like try and create it as best you yeah, can. That's good. And get them to finish it, and uh, I think you'll have uh, a lot of people eating humble pie, won't you? So, um, yeah, I would love that one. It'd be fantastic. There you go. There you go. Club, get in touch. We've got some good ideas here. We forget logistics, just vibes, yeah. just vibes. <laughs> Nothing um, but vibes. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Uh, we've got some other ones, uh, a couple more questions. Uh, one from Nick Jenkinson. Um, I hope this is meant in a nice way, but it's probably not. Uh, what on earth does Sorber do? I think um, I'll I'll expand on that and say, what, you know, he's out of form at the moment. What, what do you guys, how do you guys see it? I think um, I know they echoed it on the main pod, but, you know, we're in the relegation zones and, and Sorber has been one of our best players for the last 18 months and booing him coming on is it's embarrassing. I know it's just, you know it's a minor, minority, but still, um, what are you doing? Um, I think he probably just needs a rest, really, to be honest. He's played a lot of football. I know he, he went away with Wales and I know he didn't play much, but you know, you're still training intense in a 
you know, I think he probably, I wouldn't put him in this game, in FA Cup game. But um, yeah, I, it, it, I don't know, it just all feels a bit grim. Um, Tom, anyway, I'm rambling. What would you say? Um, I think he'll. I think he's on a bit of a downer at the moment, just because like, I you've got to remember where he's come from. What will it be? Three, four seasons ago, for three years ago, playing Boreham Wood, and look, Boreham Boreham Wood are a small team. Boreham Wood are like Golka United the equivalent of Golka United and they've just got money. Brady, they've just got money. They're they're a team, they're a small team with money near London. Boreham Wood are a small club, trust me. So and then you're trying to get really cancelled this podcast, right? <laughs> what what are the the, the twelve Boreham Wood fans <laughs> gonna come from? There? They're tiny, Brady. So <laughs> so like he's he's what, played at four he played at Boreham Wood, right? And then he's at the World Cup in Qatar with Wales, like that. He's he's basically completed his career of football in in like three years. And I just think, I think before the World Cup, he was that was obviously playing on his mind. And now afterwards, he's probably thinking, "Oh bloody hell, I've just been at Qatar, and then I'm going back to play for Town in a relegation battle." I mean, it's going to affect you. A player that's come from non-league like he has, he's he's not he's not built like a normal footballer, is he? He's not been programmed in that kind of that kind of way, that environment and stuff. So, um, I I think just let him, just give him time. He's look, he's still creating stuff, isn't he? Is he still top assister now? Um, yeah, I mean, so. Rudoni, thankfully, is uh, chipping in now, but like, I don't get how what people expect him to do he's, he's creating stuff his delivery came on against Luton and for me I thought he'd he, he play, he's still playing great balls into the box set piece different class set piece when he gets it right he's best in the league by a mile he's absolutely beautiful Um, he's, he's just become the classic scapegoat I think for some reason I don't know why Um, but Look, he's he's probably going to go in here anyway, so maybe that's why people are starting to get on his back for no reason. Do Do you think he's going to go? What in January? Maybe Brady, if he's not happy, maybe he'll say, "I want, I want to go." And he's fallen out of favour in the last few games, coming off the bench and stuff. Who knows? Yeah, I suppose we'll wait and see. Um, Brownie, what do you kind of make of it all? I think it's a bit of a, like, Josh Caroma 2.0. Like, of course he's not going to be his best when all that there has been, since especially the um the Wales interview about, which I thought was a perfectly media-trained answer of why can't they be the ones to knock England out. He didn't yeah. say a single thing wrong. He did not say a thing wrong. But as soon as that came out, not only did he have all of the, you know, the England fans who were questionable at the best of times going at him, but his own club's fan base also going at him. And people are still not over that. You know, he comes on the pitch and I don't know where you guys are in the ground, but behind me, there's still, you know, shouts about him thinking that he's too good and whatever. And I'm like, mm, I, I, he's I, done he's done nothing wrong. He's had a dip in his form. You know, like you say, he's gone from still having an actual regular job a couple of years ago to playing in the World Cup. He's gonna he's gonna have moments where he's not at his best. 
and people digging in at him constantly, both, you know, on social media, which we know he sees. We know he sees it because he's had those moments where he's responded to it. Mm. And in person, which, you know, they can't hear everything, but they'll hear some of it. You're going to knock his confidence. And that is going to impact on his play. You know, him not getting played, him coming off the bench might be that Fotheringham thinks he needs that break and that he thinks he's giving him it, but doesn't think we've got options to completely leave him out of the squad, maybe. But yeah, I I do think he just he's just having a run of bad form. It happens to you know the best of players get off his back, leave him be. He'll yeah, either get better or he won't. And if he doesn't, there's nothing you can do about it by slating him as the. So see what happens. Yeah. No, I mean agree. And, and let, let's be honest. Like you know, we're not near the relegation zone because of Saul, but a lot of other players have you know really gone off the off the boil off the wheel boil um <laughs> but like <laughs> uh, i've been calling that um but yeah no like he's you know he's not the only one who's like gone out of form and i just you can call me happy clapper or, or whatever but i just i never understand like going after your own players i just don't yeah. get it at all like you know if it, i've said this many a time on the podcast but Tom, if you were like having a bad day doing your drawings and I was just like behind you going, Oh, you're shit, mate. Arrogant. I think you can draw, yeah. can you? Like you're not gonna be mo- you're not gonna do it better, are you? To prove me wrong. Yeah. You'd be like, mate, what are you doing? So um mm. I know you Ready. can say oh football's not the same, but yeah. I think that's a very good point. Um you've got so players like Lee's, Nichols, yeah. who I want that they're not performing. I mean, maybe Nichols is now, but at the start of the season, I wouldn't say either of those were performing to the standards they were last season. And I don't remember them getting slaters like Sobras. And I, it's just it's just very strange. It's just a very strange way to treat one of your own players, isn't it? The, the booing when he's coming on is just pathetic. It's like Bar and Wood fans wouldn't even stoop to those levels. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I just like I, I don't get it because if like if let's like, say he does leave, I don't think he's going to get many well wishes. And then like when he comes back, if he comes back and plays against us, and let's say he scores, they're going to be like, "Oh, he's such a dick." It's like it feels a little bit like the Colin Grant thing. Like I don't, I I know this is a bit of a touchy subject for some people, but like this guy scored like what eighteen goals to keep us up, and we sold him for a good fee to a club and then like he comes back and they're like oh boo like he's crap like, <laughs> it's know. so weird it's like it's ridiculous. it's ridiculous football's weird like that Brady though it's just it's so strange it's so tribal isn't it it's like if a football player goes somewhere you you, you expect them to be loyal and all this rubbish I mean we booed Rhodes when he came back with Blackburn didn't we and everything so it's just really silly and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. 
just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, speaking of roads, we'll move on to our last question. Uh, Leo, he asks, we have a number of striking options now. It looks like we're signing Canberry, Hudlin's coming back. Carrot, uh, Carrot, Harrit, Keen Harrit's now available, as well as Rhodes, Ward, and Simpson. Not to mention Karoma and Phillips, if we recall them. So, who would you keep and who would you get rid of? Um, I would, I think Hudlin for me, and maybe with Keen Harrit as well. I feel like you know Harrit is a different situation, but I feel like Hudlin's coming back. Fotheram's probably going to have a look at him, but I imagine he'll probably go out on loan again. Like that's what we've done with a couple of players. I don't think they'll recall Phillips. Karoma's a bit of an interesting one, actually, because um, obviously the Cowleys got sacked from Portsmouth. So I wonder, you know, does he want to stay? He had a really good start and then he, you know, was struggling for form. So I, I wonder, that was an interesting one. I, I'd maybe, you know, see where he's at and could you bring him back? See, you know, he, it feels like it's a confidence thing for me because we saw how good he, good he was, you know, during that lockdown season. Um a lot of rumours about Rhodes leaving, but I think he's been in, in great form at the moment and deserves to be starting. I think Simpson's offered something, you know, when he comes on, it's a different option. I think Ward just looks unfit to me. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know, really. I've just kind of set it all up and I'm, I'm copping out of an answer. Brian, what, what are you thinking about the striking <laughs> situation? Um, controversial. Ward can go for me. Ward Ooh. had a fantastic season last season and no one can deny it. But he also scored more last season than he has done in the previous five. You know, he had he had that one fluke season where yes, he was fantastic. But he's one of those players that when he's on that pitch, every time I look at him, I'm frustrated. He's always offside. He's always running around like a blue ass fly, but he's never actually anywhere near where the ball is or where he needs to be or where he's, you know, where he's expected to be. And I just think you can't do worse at the minute. Not that he's terrible at everything, but why not give the kids a go? Because they're not going to be worse. And I'd rather, you know, I'd rather we bring back Harrett, who everyone has a lot of good things to say, you know, about his football, about other things he's been up to recently. Is a, you know, it's a different yeah. kettle of fish. But his footballing, there's you know very few bad things anyone has to say about him. So why not give give the younger lad a chance and develop him rather than relying on someone who is getting older and. Yeah, he had his one fluke season that was brilliant, but he's offered nothing pretty much this season at all. Mm-hmm. No, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still, I just get the feeling he's not fit. But um, then again, you, I suppose you could say like players work in certain systems, and maybe the reason Ward did so well last season was because he fit Coburn's system well. Mm. Um, and you know, maybe he's not Coburn's type of type of player. Um, Tom, what? What are you thinking about the the options up front? Um, oh, I kind of agree with Brian on the ward front, and with you as well, Brady. I think Corbrand just this Corbrand system suited Ward perfectly, didn't it? And he just looks. I mean, I don't want him, but he looks past it almost when he comes on and stuff. It's amazing how it's it's really interesting. You you touched on the the kind of rumors of people going to. I've heard Holmes 
Rhodes and Ward. Is it Ward yeah. to Bolton? Sounds yeah. kind of right, like that's on the money anyway. But it's quite interesting that Rhodes and um, Holmes scored in their last couple of games, and I don't know whether that's a bit of a, you know what I mean, trying to prove that they're, they're worth keeping around, if that makes sense. I think... I think I've really liked Wayne Holmes anyway. I found, I found that weird when I read that, that um, he was potentially going in January. So I'd be quite shocked to see that happening. But I think Rhodes is definitely worth keeping till the end of this season um, because if he's in the right place, he he slots it away, didn't it? That finish against Rotherham was awesome. It was an absolutely beautiful finish. So, And then you're looking at who, I mean, oh God, this lad would bringing in not from Chef Wednesday or whatever, but I mean, his record doesn't say much, but Fotheringham has worked with him before, Annie, I think. So maybe he'll get something out of him that others haven't recently. Um, Got to give him a chance as well. Yeah, you, know, you have. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him yeah. a couple of games. Yeah. Um, Hudlin's interesting. I always, I always kind of like players like that, though, in the sense of they're just a bit of a wild card. You know what I mean? You throw him on for the last 15 minutes. Young, big lad who... When you watch him play, you can't really tell what he's going to do. But then some of those goals he scored when he was at Solihull <laughs> looked like Cruyff could have scored him or something. Um, so I don't know. I'd maybe throw him in for this last half of the season just as that kind of random player that comes on and does something. And when you're chasing a game, throwing a big lad up front is quite quite useful sometimes. Um well, Tom, do you not remember when he signed? He's not your average six foot seven striker, to be fair. Yeah, true. He's got more to his <laughs> yeah, that, that famous average six foot seven yeah. person. <laughs> uh, and then on Karoma, I would I'd call him back for this second half of the season. Give him like a right here you go. If you want to keep a well potential championship contract next season, you've got this half of the season to to show us what you can do. Or yeah, really show that other teams you can play in the championship. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that. I think Simpson deserves. You know, obviously he's had a long injury, but I think well, maybe we should come on to. We'll move on from the questions and we'll come on to the lineups. But for me, I I think he should play. Yeah, uh, play start this. To be honest, just yeah. you know, build up his fitness, give him sixty minutes or whatever. Um. So last time against Luton Town lined up in a 3-4-2-1 formation. So that was Nichols and Goal, Lee, a back three of Lees, Hellick, Boyle. And then your four was Kessler, Hayden, Hogg, Kasumu, Ruffles. Uh, your two was Redonian Holmes and you had Jordan Rhodes up front. Um, Bryony, I'll let, I'll let you pick. Um, would you change the formation? Would you keep it the same? How you think? I think I'd ways? keep it, to be honest. It, exactly. it seems to be working all right. I know Luton, you know, we didn't win there, but it, it seems to be working all right. Um, you know, that's going back to what I said earlier about not messing with it too much. I think keep that. Lee's Helic Boyle I'd keep. I think they've come into a nice run of form. You know, the Rotherham game, not one of them put a foot wrong. Mm. Let them get used to it. Whatever they're doing with them is working. I know Fotheringham in an early interview said something about it all starts from the back line from him. So if they get, you know, obviously they're not there yet. They're not perfect yet, but they're getting there. So stick with them for me. Let them get more playtime together. Um, I'd throw in Lurton just because he's new. Have a go. See where you fit mm -hmm. in. 
keep Kazuma in there, I think, because why not have him there? Um, this is where I kind of get into my anyone but the man that we keep playing there, because I think he's the big weak spot that we've got, but I don't really know who else I'd put in. Um, so, yeah, what I've got written down is please literally anyone else, um, which is a lot meaner than I usually am so publicly, but I think... I don't know what it is about Ruffles, but he's just, there's something that's not there. And I don't know if he needs more game time or if the system's not suiting him or what it is, but there's just, there's something that's missing for me. And I'm like, please, what is it? Where is it? Mm. Um, hmm. I've missed a man out here. Um, yeah. Thick Rudy on there. Cause again, he's playing well. I think, once he gets a goal, I think he's going to bag 10. Right, he looks, you can just see it when you look at him that he's so close, he's so close and it's like, please, just get that one and then, you know, get into it. And do you then, know what it yeah, feels like, Brandy? Sorry, it feels a bit like, you, do you remember when Tom Ince in the Prem, he like did a lot of good things and just couldn't score and then yes. like, he, yeah, it feels very much like that to me. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, and then up front, I'd keep Holmes on because I think he's creating nice stuff and I just like to watch him play. Um, I know half the fan base doesn't, but I don't care about their opinions. Um, and then, yeah, go chaotic. I want to play a bit of chaos ball, stick Hudlin and Harrow up there, see what happens. Oh, nice, nice, love it, love that. Um, Tom, what are you doing? You said you were basically going to change the 11, is or have you been convinced by the, the case put forward by Bryony? the chaos ball. I've, I think I've done half and half. So I think I've gone, I think this formation is probably a, a five, five uh, or a, a three, four, three, I think more. Okay. So I'd be putting Biloka pick, Biloka pick uh, in yeah. net just because. Biloka. Yeah. Biloka. We've got two subkeeper, or oh, wait, one subkeeper, haven't we? Basically, Chapman's still at Salford, isn't it? He's been recalled, hasn't he? They've brought him both back. Right. Well, I'd be putting Billow in for a game. Give him a game. Give he played against Burnley, didn't he? He was all right. Yeah. Mm. Well, give him a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the cup last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. When he came on for Schofield, Paul Schofield. Yeah. Paul Ryan. Anyway, so Billow's in net for me. Then Helic. Mbete and Boyle back free. Oh, okay. Then uh kind of attacking fullbacks, Lurton starting him. Um and then this is it. So uh, we don't we literally don't have another left back apart from um Onda. Onda? Is it yeah, Onda. Charles Onda, I mean, but they play him up front, don't they now? Yeah, Onda yeah, who's they, decided he's yeah. now a striker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, like, they're playing up front, don't they? So then I just thought, right, well, just uh, sack Ruffles out anyway, because I think Lowton can kind of drop in and make that a back four when needed and I, and put someone like Aaron Rowe there, even though he's right-footed, yeah. but just put someone like that there. Um, or Brody Spencer, maybe. Uh, then Kamara Kasumu in the middle, because one thing I think Fotheringham, I know he was complaining, he was very disappointed after that game against Luton, but I think... I actually think it was down to the 
the subs almost. The, yeah, I agree what, with that. What, like, what? It Kamara, needed a like for like. Yeah, Kamara's got to be coming to on for Hog, Annie. Kamara's got to be coming on for Hog. And then they basically scored, didn't they? In that just far half time, it seemed because of that kind of just unsettled it, didn't it? So I, I'd be putting Kamara and Kasumu together. Hmm. I thought Kamara looked great when he came on as well. Like um he he can dictate where that ball goes and kind of trick players into just turning them so easily. It's great to watch. Then I'm giving Maloney a chance. Um and then I'm putting so I'm giving Sorb a ninety I think as well or starting at least he's starting, and then uh, Simpson up front. Nice, nice. Um, mine's a bit weird. Um, I'm I think I'm probably going three four three. I I was going to give Biller again just because why not see if he's good. You know I think Nichols we know Nichols is decent so let's see how good Biller is. Um. And then, interestingly, I've included players who we haven't recalled at time of recording, but um, I would like to see them, and I feel like maybe Fotheringham would be a good game to test them, just to see. So I've brought Reg back, Edmunds Green, um, and my back three would be Reg, Boyle, and Mbete, because I think Boyle is actually not too... I think he's 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 a typical like a headache kick it away defender, and I actually wonder if you put him in the middle, and he's got Reg and Mbete who are quicker. Mm. Maybe that's a bit nicer. Um, Lowton, I think I think we're all in agreement. Like start him in this game, see what he can do. He seems like quite solid and be good to have an experienced head on the on the pitch. Um, then I had Kamara, um, and then if we can recall him. Uh, a, a, a person we think is quite underrated, Tom, or deserves uh, gets a lot of sticks. Scott High, I think if you recalled him, I'd put him in there. If I can't have Reg and Scott High, I'd probably um, maybe bring in, I don't know, like Lee's um, for Reg, and maybe I don't know, put Holmes in midfield or or something like that. Um, and then I'd have Jackson because um, I think Ben Jackson's looked good in, in starts. He's not had a lot of starts, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he's been lively. And then my three, he's, I would Sorry, probably... Brady. Is Jackson yeah. fit now? Yeah, I was wondering that as well. If Jackson's fit, I'm putting him left back. Just, just think... I'll just say that as well. He was on the bench, wasn't he, I think? So, I don't know. Maybe, who's, who knows? Um, but if not, Ruffles, if Jackson's not fit. And then my front three, I probably, I think you're right, Tom. I'm going to put Mahoney in there just because, like, I don't know, like, we've not seen anything from him. Maybe this is a game to see what he can do and, you know, force it. I think Diara, like, play Diara because, um, you know, again, why not? And I'd, yeah, I'd probably put Simpson. So, like, I know, <laughs> I know we've talked about Simpson, that, like, eh? Simpson, eh? Um, yeah, why not? Give him 60 and then maybe bring on. I think it'd be silly to. Well, it depends how the game's going, but I wouldn't really bring on Rhodes if, um, like you know, unless we really need to. So maybe you could swap him out for Ward, see what he does for forty. Um, but yeah, I think I do think like rotate. But it's, I say that, but if they get bat- battered, I think that's really bad, and I think that could really affect confidence. So yeah, um, can I um can I throw a question out to you two here? Yeah, um, the age old, mm. the age old question, because we only seem to be in predicaments like promotion or relegation. And whenever we enter the FA Cup, my mate always asks me this question: okay. Would you rather um, stay up, or and 
get knocked out of the FA Cup or go down and win the FA Cup. <laughs> Um, Brownie, do you want to go first? Um, I'm gonna say go down and win it because I've got a lot of League One grounds that I need to tick off. So at least like <laughs> there'd be something that makes it worthwhile in there. Um, and yeah, it'd be nice to see us win something that's not a playoff. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you. I mean, like I don't know. It feels like a really bad season to go down, but you win a bit bit of money for winning the FA Cup. And like, let's be honest, in ten years, you're not gonna you're gonna remember the FA Cup. You're not gonna be like, oh, do you yeah. remember when when we stayed up? <laughs> like, yeah. <I'm> about <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe I agree. I'm with you too. Maybe this question was better last year when we were. Doing it well. was yeah. It was mm. like, would you rather go up or win the FA Cup? Yeah. Which I still think I'd rather have won the FA Cup, even though we didn't, you know what I mean? I'd, like, yeah, if, if Town could win a major trophy, that would be pretty incredible, wouldn't it? I think even getting to the semis or the final would be pretty good. Get yeah. to Wembley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no good point. What about the Carabao? Would you do the same? I don't think I'd be like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But then again, you'd be like... Yeah, it's a trophy. Hey, we'll have three chances of getting to four chances of getting to Wembley next season uh, if we yeah. go down. <laughs> the big old pizza trophy. Oh yeah, I'm still you know very what? disappointed we didn't do we didn't at least get to the final of that the the amount of time we were in League One and League Two. So yeah. Oh well, on. the Johnson's Pet Trophy. Yeah. 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 It's that um one. that home game against. Was it Carlisle and Alan Lee came on and scored scored two? And I think, were we like 3-0 down in the first leg? And he missed the header from about five yards out of about 10 minutes to go. He almost came on and scored a hat-trick to get us back into the tie and everyone thought we were out. Good. Well, you know, another another one of uh, Tom's loves for Alan Lee. Another, what a legend. Know, another page in the history book of Alan Lee. Um, anyway, right, I feel like we've been talking a lot about not this game, basically. So, uh, <laughs> score, score prediction time. What what are you guys, What are you both going for for this? Uh, Brian, I'll come to you first. Uh, I reckon a scrappy 1-1 and a replay. I don't want that, but I can see us getting that. Yeah, oh, that sounds awful. I know, I can't expand on it. I don't know why, it's just a gut feeling. It's a not replay. what I want to see. Well, there'll but probably yeah. be like two thousand fans for that at the replay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Play, why not play each other five times in a season? Why not? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can really see that. I don't. I, it's a shame we couldn't get a Preston fan because I'd really want to know what they think about it. Like, can mm. they be us playing us again? It's I've really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how does that? How did we do it with Charlton a few years ago as well? Maybe or Reading. Someone else we've done it with recently, but it's so strange how we've got Preston in the first round of each cup. What are the chances of that? Well, I think it's just like the same when we were in the playoffs last season. It's like I was a bit sick of playing Luton. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, we just played Luton so much. I hate it when we play Luton. Um, anyway, Tom, you're not getting that out of a score prediction. What are you going for? 5 3 to town. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Simpson, Simpson two, uh, Boyle one, Lurton scoring his debut, and uh, Maloney scoring directly from a corner. How they nice. do? Nice. Um, 
I can uh, like we never predict losses, but what I think will actually happen is I think Town will probably lose this like one 0 and they'd actually be a bit all right with it. Um, but I'll say a one 0 Town win because we can't really score, and I'm going to go for Rodoni off the bench to kickstart that run. So nice. Um, lovely stuff. Well, Tom, we talked about Alan Lee. He's been away for quite a while, hasn't he? Um, do you want to tell us what's been happening? He has. So um, I'm sure the listeners have been, every episode, being like, where's the amazing elbow? What the hell? Not heard about him for ages. But fear not, it's back. Part two is here. So we last were with our amazing crime-fighting elbow man um, at the John, <laughs> Sir John Smith Stadium after Kevin Muscat's head exploded and uh, thousands of Alex Pritchards swarmed out of it. And to save the day, um, the amazing elbow offered him a new contract, um, killing off this swarm of Pritchards and um, saving the stadium from destruction. So after saving the stadium from near destruction, from a swarm of genetically engineered iron-eating Alex Pritchard bugs that appeared from the exploding head of Kevin Muscat, you'd think there was a lot of questions for the amazing elbow to ask. Wrong. Instead, he went to the elbow cave, put his feet up, and watched the World Cup. About a month later, his butler, Novak, appeared, saying someone was at the door asking for him. They were very worried, upset, and urgently needing his help. That person was dot, dot, dot. Now I'd like the guests to come up with the person in question and a problem that they have. Okay. Brian, and I, you... I haven't even come up with it yet, so... Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? Um. Yeah, I'm happy to go first. Yeah, go. Um, it, it's Danny Cowley desperately clutching another P45, wondering... What on earth he's gonna do with his life now? <laughs> we have been very mean today on the podcast. <laughs> Tom slagging up Oren Wood, you're being mean to Danny. Um fair. I that love Danny good. Cowley. It's just very timely. It had to be done. That's true. That's true. Um yeah, cool. Okay. Um well the person at his door in my scenario is um Fozzy, Mark Fotheringham. Uh, and his problem is he's got a player in his squad who's not a credit to his family and he doesn't know what to do about it. Ooh, that's a big <laughs> problem, that is. That is a big problem. Um, so I've, uh, I've got one here. Um, it's a man who looks like he's wearing a fake moustache and he says his name is Hill Podgkinson. Um <laughs> And he's he's really worried and upset because uh, the the Sir John Smith Stadium is up for sale and he wants to buy it, but he can't. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, Hill Podgkinson sounds mean, but just, <laughs> yeah, it, does. it sounds like a proper playground <laughs> insult. Um, okay. Cool. So the three options is this. This is going on the poll, isn't it, Tom? So yes, right. We've <laughs> we've uh, we've got at, at the elbow cave door, um, Danny Cowley with his P forty five, 
um, Fotheringham with a player who's not a credit to his family. I I I tweet it, and it's twenty five characters. Why have I made that so difficult for myself? Um, and uh, <laughs> Hill Podgkinson, who uh, wants to buy the John Smith Stadium. Okay, so there are three options. We will put them to a to a poll, and you will vote in your millions and. Um, you know, the public vote will decide what happens next. But what a lovely, I think they're three solid answers. What a lovely start to part two of The Amazing Elbow, wouldn't you agree, Tom? I know. I just hope this part is a little bit more structured than the last one. I, I think um, <laughs> I think the issue was every, all the options were just insane. It was yeah. like... <laughs> It was like asking a five-year-old to come up with it, except yeah. you had to draw it, Tom. But um, I might just make them really tame. You know, next week, what does the amazing elbow <laughs> do? It does a backflip. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Cool. Okay. So there, that that's it. I think that's it for this one. This has been a long one, but let's be honest, we've had a bit of fun. And um, who's that? You know, are we that bothered about the FA Cup? It would appear not. Uh, but let's hope <laughs> the players are anyway. Um so thanks to everyone who's who's tuned in for listening. Thanks to Tom and Bryony. Thanks to Magic Rock, who always sponsor our podcast. Don't forget, you can get 10% off all online orders with the code AHTTC10. Yes, got it first time. Thank God for that. Um, so, yeah, get yourself some of them. And, um, yeah, Happy New Year to all our listeners. Tom, any, anything else you want to say before we go? Nope. Okay. Bryony, anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> No, nothing. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Happy New Year from all of us. And we will be back hey. to preview the next game. Up the town. Up the town. So town play up. We'll bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.